Hello, dear beautiful hearts. I hope that you are all in good health, and I wish you from the center of my heart love, light, and universal harmony. Thank you so much for being with me. I want to tell you more about my meditation practice and all the beautiful words of love that I have heard sung throughout the whole universe, inside of my very breath, in my heart and in my mind, through learning to focus on my breathing. I want to share with you my perspective on how breath of life animates our words and how wonderful it is to learn gently through breathing and focusing on your own heart in connection to that of the whole, that inner and outer harmony are universal love and evolution. Evolution of all our hearts on this beautiful, luminous and colorful path and journey of spiritual ascension and connection. I told you earlier of how my life experiences had taught me the importance of understanding spirituality, psychology and art, and also politics because they are so present in art from their essential role in establishing order in all structural and systemic makings and functionings of life at all levels of interaction. From the workings of nature to family life and even cosmic revolutions of planets and movements of stars and galaxies in my mind and heart. Spirituality, psychology, art and politics are to my psyche fields of consciousness which good harvest brings about existential protection and evolution when we need to transcend blockages or obstacles to our happy and free experience of life. I also told you how magic is real and just logical when you realize that creation is energy, energy is love, and love is light. As a child, I became very interested in magic after seeing in the early 80s the wonderful movie Excalibur, directed by John Borman about King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. There is a scene in the movie where the wizard Merlin speaks a charm called the charm of making to invoke the dragon. Michael Leverson, an Irish-American linguist, reconstructs the text as Old Irish. The phonetic transcription of the charm as spoken in the movie is Celtic pronunciation, but here is how it sounded to my ears when I heard it as a little girl back in Dakar, Senegal, where I grew up and saw this movie for the first time. Anal Natrach Urvas Bethad Dochiel Dienve Anal Natrach Anal Natrach Urvas Bethad Dochiel Dienve Anal In modern English, this can be translated as 
serpent's breath, charm of death and life, thy omen of making. And when I heard these words as a little girl, they woke me up from some kind of sleep, I think. I loved their sound, their music, their strength. I couldn't stop saying them afterwards. I would speak the charm of making when I was playing. I just thought that these words fitted perfectly with my breath. They were familiar. I love Ireland. And I knew then that they were strong words. Words of power. Words of magic. Ancient words. Words expressing elemental wisdom, pure air, universal truth. Chapter 2nd Tibetan Buddhism Much later, in 2002, in the city of New York, in a little Nepalese store of spiritual wonders near Union Square Metro Station, my friend Nopu Sherpa guided me in the ascension of Chomo Langma. Chomo Langma is Mount Everest in the Nepali language, Earth's highest mountain above sea level, located in the Mahalango Himal sub-range of the Himalayas. The China-Nepal border runs across its summit point. In 2020, the Chinese and Nepali authorities established its most recent height elevation, including the snow cap on its top, at 8,848.86 meters, 29,031.7 feet. I'd like to emphasize that through my podcast, my intention is to share my experience in order to explain to everyone who will find it inspiring, but particularly to people in my situation, people suffering from depression, bipolarism or schizophrenia, that there is another alternative than suicide when things bad are really bad. There is always hope, just through breathing. Keep on breathing and keep on focusing on breathing. Himalaya, L'Enfance d'un Chef, directed by Eric Vallée, is a movie which I saw at the movie theater in Ouagadougou, Burkina Faso, in the beginning of the year 2000, and it made me take a turn through the Himalayas before moving to New York from Montreal. Himalaya Caravan in English, this amazing Nepali movie directed by a French director, came out in 1999. It was the first Nepalese film to be nominated in the Best Foreign Film category at the 72nd Academy Awards. I had a dream towards January 2000 in Burkina Faso. I was there on vacation after the publishing of my first collection of poems, Poussière de mots et d'images, Dust of Words and Images. My book, Poussière de mots et d'images, is divided into three parts. 
The second part is actually entitled The Caravan of the Astral Travel. And this is an amazing and magical coincidence, which I am only noticing now that I am writing for my podcast. In the dream, or astral travel rather, because it was so real, I was standing in the middle of a tunnel of light. There was nothing but light, everywhere. The purest, most soothing, warmest, most beautiful and comforting light. It was pure opaline, iridescent, white, with contrasts of golden light and hues of light, pastel, pink and blue. In the center, far in front of me, where the light was coming from, the light was clearer and there were dashing rays of light bursting from the center, shining all around so bright and strong, pure white light with countless little sparks floating about everywhere around me. So cute and comforting were these little sparks of light that I was laughing and thinking, all of this is for me? What did I do to deserve this? And the light was saying inside of my heart, in the silent language of love, you are loved, you are understood, you are appreciated, you are respected, just the way you are. Do not ever change anything about the way you are. And I was feeling so much joy, warmth, protection, stability, recognition, connectivity, harmony, the purest, most unconditional love inside and outside of me. I was feeling at one with the light. I was feeling healed and loved. All the pain, frustration, humiliation that my little poet's heart had endured so far. I was 24 years old then, but I was just a big baby, and I had just published a book and graduated from university, and my quote-unquote parents had broken my heart by saying that my picture was ugly. My picture from a little article about the publishing of my collection of poems in a local newspaper, L'Observateur Palga, in this little African city of Ouagadougou. I was dumbfounded. I cried myself to sleep so hard that my breathing changed while I was falling asleep. I think that I lost consciousness. I was totally out of breath from crying. It was a purifying feeling as well, and at one point I opened my eyes on the eye of the sun, it seemed. I was standing inside of the sun, it seemed, and my eyes, probably my third eye, was facing the exact center of this tunnel of light. After the light had spoken to me of absolute love, I started looking around me at the ceiling, and it was so beautiful, amazing, and even strange. There were rays of light flashing by above my head, and behind the rays, there was more light, so I could discern contrasts in the different levels of light above me, 
and the design that the light was drawing was so perfect and symmetrical that it looked like a creation from elsewhere than Earth, or the levels of existence I knew then. In front of me, right from the center of the circle of light, far ahead through the tunnel of light, while I was focused on this exact point in the center, I started seeing mandalas of light being drawn as by magic with threads of sparkling light following a symmetrical pattern from the center. In a clearer light than the light behind it so that I could see the contrasts of the designs. And there were beautiful mandalas of light coming from the center and extending through the air or the light and when one mandala would extend far and merge with the surrounding light, another mandala would start appearing through the light at the center again. A mandala from the Sanskrit word meaning circle is a geometric configuration of symbols. In various spiritual traditions, mandalas may be employed for focusing attention of practitioners and adepts as a tool of spiritual guidance for establishing a sacred space and as an aid to meditation and transcendence. In the Eastern religions of Hinduism, Buddhism, Jainism and Shintoism, it is used as a map representing deities, or especially in the case of Shintoism, representing paradises or shrines. A mandala generally represents the spiritual journey starting from outside to the inner core, through layers. Mandalas have radial or symmetrical balance. So I became curious. I wanted to touch the light. I lifted my left arm and was amazed to see that it was also made out of the same light. I extended it towards the wall on my left or what seemed to be the wall of the channel, also made out of light. I touched it, and as soon as I did, my fingers sort of went through, as in water, and several sparkly little ripples of light appeared from the disturbance of the flow of light. Maybe coming from my heart now that I think of it. And all the little ripples rushed to the center very fast. But that was the end of this wonderful experience. I don't remember anything after that. I felt like I had disturbed something and went to a normal sleep afterwards. But it had been so wonderful I couldn't feel guilty. The next day I wanted to go back there and I didn't understand why it had ended. So I decided to learn how to reach the same state of heart, mind and consciousness through my spiritual cultivation of inner peace, harmony, universal love and compassion. It was amazing. When I woke up, I could still see sparks of light in my field of vision everywhere I looked in the morning the following day. My world was veiled in a sparkly mist for a little while and it was so magical, wondrous and comforting after the disappointment of sharing my first book, my beloved collection of intimate, wise child poems with my quote-unquote mother and father. And the next day, or a few days later, I had another dream of light. My eyes were looking down on a little narrow street that looked like a street in the Medina. A Medina quarter from the Arabic word Al-Madinah Al-Kadimah, 
meaning old city, is the ancient part of a city in North Africa, particularly in Morocco. A Medina is typically walled with many narrow and maze-like streets. The word Medina, Arabic Medina, itself simply means city or town in modern-day Arabic. It is cognate with the Aramaic Hebrew word, also Medina, referring to a city or populated area. In this dream, once again, the whole scenery was made out of the same light I had seen in my previous dream of the tunnel of light. It was as if I was flying. I was above as if I was floating, not moving, and the street was below me. On both sides of the narrow street were little or big doors and staircases leading to houses, I suppose. And in the middle of the street, there were, there were people walking in a line. I was standing behind them and they were walking calmly, following a straight path to the light away in the center. I saw the movie Himalaya L'Enfance d'un Chef after having that astral travel experience through those two dreams of the light. Buddhist wisdom thus appeared as the path to follow, again magically, through Eric Valley's wonderful movie. In New York, I befriended Norpu while doing my Christmas shopping in his little store of Nepalese and Tibetan wonders in the middle of winter 2002. It was a cute little market near Tower Records at Union Square Metro Station in Manhattan and Norpu had a little tent there to sell his Buddhist artifacts. With him, I traveled to Tibet and Nepal through his stories, anecdotes and heaven-sent information. The day I met him, I was buying Christmas presents, and it was cold and he had a little electric heater, but there was no door to his store, just a deep purple or burgundy curtain to pull and I felt so empathetic of how cold he must have been that I bought lots of things from him, gorgeous and so inspiring little masterpieces of Buddhist art, and we became friends. I had a corporate job then. I could afford to shop. I was a paralegal in a little law firm in Manhattan while completing my master's program in international relations at the City College of New York and about to enter the United Nations. That was my plan after graduation. Instead, I decided to return home to Africa. It was not an easy decision. I loved New York so much, but I wasn't happy not following my artistic path. This choice turned out to be the most difficult turning point in my life, especially the year 2006 to 2007, my year in Brussels, Belgium, where I had been accepted at the Royal Academy of Fine Arts of Brussels to study painting technology. I had taken art history classes as electives during my political science program at McGill and flew rather than fell in love with the Renaissance period. The Italian Renaissance had amazed, charmed me beyond understanding, 
that the Renaissance in Flanders had deeply impressed and puzzled my eye for its unique precision. The year 2005 is when I realized that the voices I had started hearing in New York were evil and that they were not going to stop and that I had better learn how to protect and defend myself or I would die. And that year, the first time I experienced a psychosis, my parents had me brutally interned at a nightmarish psychiatric clinic in Ouagadougou where I thought I was going to die. It was an absolute nightmare. In Brussels the following year, I also experienced an even worse psychosis, and this time in a foreign city in Europe, where I was alone and didn't know anyone then. Thank God I was interned at a much nicer clinic, La Clinique Saint-Jean. I remember thinking when the ambulance brought me there that at least my faith was still protecting me because Saint John was still with me. But it was still a nightmare and I was thinking of Vincent van Gogh, one of my favorite painters who also had taken art classes at the academy. I learned later when I left Belgium. Right before leaving New York in the summer of 2002, I had seen the Dalai Lama in Central Park with my good friend Sasha, mine Kleiner Sasha, mine her Maizanich, mine Schatz, mine Wunderschön Prince. It was his idea to go and see the Dalai Lama. I had already read a copy of the Bhagavad Gita before my return to Africa, a gift from Nicola my then future and now ex-beloved husband. It is in New York that I made the ultimate choice for my future, that of returning to Africa after living in New York for two years. Living in New York had been a dream since I was 14 years old and had traveled there for the first time, by car from Bethesda in the state of Maryland, in the District of Columbia. I had wanted to apply to Columbia University after McGill, which was logical to me, but my father, who was a banker, had told me that the tuition fees were too expensive. So I applied to the City College of New York instead and was very happy to be in New York. But after two years of being a new New Yorker, as I used to call myself when I arrived there, and struggled to find an apartment and know the city, with all the wonder, magic, and poetry, and music, and beauty, and weirdness, and frightfulness it sometimes entailed, I decided not to join the United Nations, which I realized wasn't a place where I would really be able to express my true perspective and be heard, for my tiny voice and too extraordinary idealism. Becoming a humanitarian worker for the sake of women and children back home appeared as the soundest choice instead. The worst victims of wars I had learned at university were women and children. I wanted to give them some love. The war in Congo Zaire was the main conflict that was tearing Africa apart at the time and I wanted to just go there and help to alleviate the pain for women and children specifically. I had the strength and energy I was Rasta. I understood survival in that 
perspective and I wanted to cultivate that perspective in Africa where it originated from and do something good just lead a useful, purposeful life universally speaking I started meditating before leaving New York in the summer of 2003 but by that time I, I was already hearing more voices feeling anxious and nervous and I was smoking cannabis so I would bad trip sometimes and go out and do weird things that I regretted when I was sober even though while they were happening I thought I was just being my usual angelic and over enthusiastic self but when I would awake from that state I would feel as if something had led me astray or manipulated me I was just looking for love and knowing that I was so innocent and sometimes naive it was difficult in New York sometimes I learned the word gullible in New York and I thought it was a very funny and cute word but my innocence was threatened and I realized so early enough and safeguarded my pure and strong energy to heal Africa the musician whom I love the most in the whole universe is Chris Martin from the rock band Coldplay Towards December 2000, I heard the most beautiful song ever, Yellow, for the first time. I saw the video and fell in love with Chris Martin. I was listening to Coldplay's album, Parachutes, while I was moving to New York. When I was watching Yellow's video for the first time, I had a really strange and most beautiful experience. I loved his song so much and my heart was so moved by so much purity and candor of feelings and emotions and I felt so much love for him at once that I wanted to take him in my arms and cradle him because he was so skinny and looked so wet from the rain that day when they shot the video in Chris Martin's beautiful country of Devon. He looked like he was cold and I felt I recognize his breath of life. He's my brother. I know him. And I love him so. And I'm going to share with you a few poems that I wrote which were inspired to me from Chris Martin's heavenly breath of life, voice, music, and universal harmony. Bliss. Bliss is yellow. Bliss has immense, shiny wings, light and soft like caresses. And the first time Bliss took me in his arms, my heart was cradled and lulled by the most beautiful, most gentle, kindest, most puzzling miracle of love and light in music. I left the world in a heartbeat and ascended to a heavenly sphere to dance in a sea of waves, waves of silken water lilies, smiling and sparkling in the caress of the most beautiful voice God ever dreamt when he decided that in Eden stargazer lilies should sing. Bliss is an angel and a doctor who cures heartaches by offering in a song as lovely as a baby's kiss 
a euphoria seed to plant in your inner garden to help you breathe, to help you breathe. Bliss is yellow, a golden hummingbird born in the horoscope's love constellation on Mars' silvery poet tree. My whole universe in the heart of a tree. While Venus was painting the most luminous poem, pearly notes from her magical harp, the sun and the moon were kissing, and all the stars were dancing. Le souffle à la lumière de l'amour. Le souffle est lumière, la lumière est musique. Douces paroles angéliques, comme les nuages roses mordorées, roses symphonies azurées, des sphères irisant les cieux, sous les feux d'artifice de joie, du cœur le plus amoureux, le cœur de l'amour, le cœur de l'amour, et le centre de ton âme, de la mienne, de l'univers. Lorsque j'entends ta voix, ton souffle, ta musique, mon cœur devient sourire et flotte sur l'onde éthérée de ta générosité, de la beauté indicible des mélodies de tes pensées. Ta musique est le miracle qui redonne la vie à la magie du paradis dans le cœur déprimé, seul, perdu et endolori de la petite marchande d'allumettes que j'étais et sur un miroir d'eau nacrée où ta musique brillait je devins la lune les papillons au karma blanc Jivamala en perles d'eau pure pure comme le regard de mon enfant dentelles de soie d'amour et de lumière en guise d'aile et d'horizon nous sommes ces papillons le battement de nos ailes et la réalisation de nos prières. Nos prières qui coulent en rivière, nos prières qui coulent en rivière, dans les jardins empirés de notre amour éternel. Notre séparation fut le cauchemar matériel, issu du premier doute de l'amour, confronté à la splendeur bouleversante de son art pouvoir de création et notre amour fut éprouvé, martyrisé, crucifié, brûlé au bûcher, guillotiné, décapité, afin de transcender toutes les morts et de chacune de nos larmes comme de cristallines perles de rosée, éclore les fleurs nouvelles, les fleurs de notre aurore apprivoisée par le poème éternel que se chante depuis toujours, toujours plus amoureux, la lune et le soleil. Nous sommes les arcs-en-ciel de l'iris du centre de l'univers. C'est l'œil de Dieu, c'est l'œil de mon Père, c'est le regard du temps, le temps qui ne se conjugue qu'au verbe aimer, le temps d'aimer au verbe du mot divin, comme au début, comme maintenant, comme à la fin. La lumière parle en musique à ton cœur et au mien. Cette musique est le pont de nos retrouvailles prochaines. 
C'est le tunnel de lumière que nous avons vu et dans le cœur duquel nous respirons, car notre souffle est pur, parfait, comme un cercle, un cercle de lumière, le cercle de vapeur étincelante dans la douleur du cœur sacré. C'est un véhicule cosmique et c'est la porte de notre maison. Rose, bleu, blanc, doré, étincelant, fleurs musicales en mélodies ailées, douces étincelles sur le bout de mon nez, mon nez, bourgeon d'euphorie, douces étincelles à l'orée de ton regard, qui constellent tes cils, douces étincelles autour de nos âmes, autour de nos poignets, au bout de nos doigts, dans le regard de Dieu, la couleur de la lumière et la couleur de l'amour d'une enfant pour son père. Le souffle est lumière, la lumière est musique, douces paroles angéliques, douces comme les nuages roses mordorées, les symphonies azurées des sphères irisant les cieux, sous les feux d'artifice de joie du cœur de l'amour. Chante, mon amour, ta voix est le parfum de la rose de lumière, éclose lorsque Dieu est heureux. La musique de ton cœur est le sourire du soleil, lorsque la lune s'éveille de ses nuits douloureuses, et danse comme l'eau à la musique merveilleuse qui émane des fleurs du jardin de ton souffle. Respire, chante, danse, souris mon amour, ta musique est le bonheur, ta musique est la plus belle ode, l'ode à l'éveil de l'amour. Breath under love's light Breath is light, light is music, words of angels, soft like clouds of golden rose, in the azure symphonies of the heaven's iridescent spheres, under the fireworks of joy from the heart of love. The heart of love is the center of your soul, of my soul, of the universe. When I hear your music, my heart becomes a smile, floating over ethereal ripples on the sea of your generosity on the sea of the unutterable beauty of your thought's melody. Your music is the miracle that revived heaven's magic in the depressed, lonely, lost and painful heart of the little match girl I was. And through a mirror of pearly water, the mirror of your music, I became the moon. Butterflies with a white karma, pearls of pure water jivamala, pure like the gaze of my child, have wings made of silk and lace of love and light. We are those butterflies, and the flapping of our wings is the realization of our prayers. Our prayers flowing like rivers in the Empyrean gardens of our eternal love. Our separation was the material nightmare created by love's first doubt, confronted with the overwhelming splendor of his art, his power of creation.
and our love was tested, martyred, crucified, burnt at the stake, guillotined to transcend all deaths, and from each and every single one of our tears, like crystalline pearls of dew, create blossoms of new flowers, the efflorescence of our dawn, our dawn befriended by the eternal poem, the eternal poem that forever the moon and the sun have been singing to each other. We are the rainbows in the iris of the universe's center. It is the eye of God. It is the eye of my Father. It is the gaze of time, time that is only conjugated by the verb to love, the time to love, the verb of the divine word, like in the beginning, like now, like in the end. Light speaks to music, to your heart and to mine. This music is the bridge of our forthcoming reunion, like my recurrent dream of our symphonic communion. It is the tunnel of light that we saw, and in the heart of which we breathe, because our breath is pure, perfect like a circle, a circle of light, the circle of scintillating mist in the pain of the sacred heart. It is a cosmic vehicle, it is the door to our house, rose, blue, gold and sparkling white, musical flowers in winged melodies, soft scintillas at the tip of my nose, my nose, euphoria bud, soft scintillas at the edge of your gaze that constellate your eyelashes, soft scintillas around our souls, around our wrists, at the tips of our fingers. In the eyes of God, the color of light is the color of the love between father and child. Breath is light, light is music, words of angels, soft like clouds of golden rose, in the azure symphonies of the heavens iridescent spheres, under the fireworks of joy from the heart of love. Sing, my love, your voice is the perfume from the rose of light that blossoms when God is happy. The music of your heart is the sun smiling when the moon wakes from her painful nights and dances like the water to the wonderful music emanating from the flowers in the garden of your breath. Breathe, sing, dance, smile, my love. Your music is happiness. Your music is the most beautiful art, the most beautiful art to the awakening of love.
thank you from the center of my heart, my dear friends, for listening to the second episode of my podcast, Love, Light and Universal Harmony. I wish you just that. And until the third episode, I send you the cuddliest teddy bear hugs. Don't forget to breathe. The point of energy is to flow. Therefore, meditation removes blockages to the flow of universal breath and energy. And I will do my best to share with you the essence of all the wisdom that has guided me on this beautiful path of light. An aspect of meditation which is crucial is your posture. You must learn to keep a straight posture at all times. You must learn to keep your spine straight as much as you can. Energy flows through your spine and the chakra system is located along the spine. I will talk about it further in my next episodes. Thanks again and take good care of yourselves.